Welcome to We Hear Her. I'm Erin Trenbeth-Murray, and I'm here today with another amazing woman who is sharing her story and insights into life lessons learned. Hi there, I'm Erin Trenbeth-Murray with the We Hear Her podcast for Women Who Succeed. Today is one of the original OG of Women Who Succeed, Brandy Vega, who has really helped us shape and create the entire Women Who Succeed program from the very beginning. She um, is the owner of Vega Media Studios, which is where this amazing podcast takes place. But her background is so interesting and diverse. I have to share a little bit about that with you before I turn it over and, and Brandy and I have a little conversation. But uh, so Brandy was in the military. She was in the army and she served tours in Kosovo and had several other deployments around the world. Um, she has been a champion in the nonprofit sector. And today we're going to talk about um, her passion for mental health, particularly uh, teen mental health, and of course, women who succeed. She has a very successful business. She does productions from low end to high end broad, far, wide. It just runs the gamut. So if you ever need production work, come and see uh, Miss Brandy. But Brandy, thank you so much for sharing your space and um, sharing your talents and your friends that work with you to do these podcasts. Is it work? It's so bad. I love spending time. It was funny when I was little. I remember somebody saying, do something you love and you'll never work. And I feel like I get to hang out with my friends and share incredible stories. And I mean, there's long days, but I love having you here. So thank you for letting me be a part of it. If you could be a fly on the wall, you'd be shot. I mean, it's been so amazing. The women that have sat in that chair and just the vast experiences and they're so unique. And then there's sometimes really common threads about taking risk or fear or um, the talking in your head that, um, you know, makes you second guess or be worried and doubting about being a good mother or balancing it all. It's just been fascinating. So thank you again so much for sharing your space because those conversations wouldn't have taken place if we wouldn't have found you and you were so generous with us. It's my pleasure. And I just, I feel honored to be in Women Who Succeed with all the incredible ladies because it's, it's so inspiring just to be a part of it and get to know them and hear their stories. Cause sometimes it does feel lonely, you know, when you're yeah. building and doing all this. Well, I want to ask you a couple of questions about your business. And then sure. I want to dive into some of your passions much more deeply, especially mental health is what I'm hoping we can focus on today. As you said, it's just such an important, critical, relevant topic that needs to be discussed. Um, but first on your business, what has been the, you don't have to name names maybe, but what is the craziest experience you've had in um, either when you were a reporter, because Brandy was also a reporter, or here in your in your studio with a client? Um, I don't know. We've had some some fun things. Actually, the first thing that popped up in my head was in the military. I was a broadcast journalist in public affairs, and I was flying. It was September twelfth, two thousand one. And I was almost shot down and killed by terrorists. Um, so that was crazy. That is crazy. That wasn't exactly what I was envisioning. <laughs> I know. So it's kind of a fun one. Got to interview um, President George W. Bush. That was fun. 
But in the studio, we've had cars that blow flames. We've had ships in here. I've had some big names that I can't mention in. Right, right. So it's just been fun. It's like every day's kind of an adventure. And a ride. You never know what tomorrow brings. Real Housewives. I know. I was here doing podcasts and they were in the other side that, that day. Kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> My claim to fame. They were in the same building as me. I didn't meet any of them, but they were there. Yes. But so you have um, at a fantastic home up north. And uh, remind me the breed of the dog that we do Leon Burgers. They're better known as the lion dogs, you know, the big dogs with the manes. Yep. We have those and Newfoundlands, and Newfoundlands are the big nanny dogs. You've seen them, you know, kind of like the big St. Bernard's, but. We do the big dogs. A lot of them are therapy, service dogs, just great, loyal family pets and great pedigrees. When you show the the pictures of the puppies, so cute. I'll tell you, after a long day, going home and just cuddling puppies, I mean, that's like the best therapy. I was thinking about opening a room here and just like bringing puppies every day. I just totally see you tweet. Bye and just cuddle puppies because whatever it is you're dealing with, it's going to be better if you're cuddling a puppy. I could totally see you doing that, actually, if you have the space. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about uh, what drives you in the space of mental health. I know that is such a passion of yours. And I mean, not just like an interest, like a full-on passion. Well, I almost lost my 14-year-old daughter to suicide. And I actually, when I was a teeny, not even a teen, a preteen, 12 years old, I, I attempted suicide. So I knew what to look for. I knew the signs and symptoms. And I actually got involved even before my daughter was born. I was I was teaching at schools with the attorney general on mental health and suicide prevention. So when it snuck up on me, I felt completely blindsided because I knew what to look for. And um, when I almost lost my daughter for the second time, she attempted at 12, promised it would never happen again. She attempted again at 14. And we almost lost her both times. And the second time I was like, hey, what do I need to do? How can we do it? The first time we didn't talk about it, stigma. I felt ashamed, embarrassed, like my daughter hates me so much in her life. She'd rather be gone. And it was just really, really hard. So after the second time, I mean, to be honest, I, I said a prayer and I was like, God, please save my daughter. And I got this overwhelming impression that said, I'll give you a second chance, but there's not going to be a third. What are you going to do? And I took that and I've been running ever since because it's my way of paying it forward because I'm one of the lucky ones that actually gets a second chance. Um, so we shifted. I have a nonprofit. I've got the studio. I was like, okay, what do you want me to do with it? And I've been helping other nonprofits, working with them. And once you, there's this great quote. And it says, when you recover loudly, you save others from dying. And once I became a voice for mental health and suicide, so many people have come to me and I just said, okay, what can I do? And so we changed my nonprofit to Mental Health Helps, Heal, Educate, Listen, Prevent, Support. We're creating self-guided therapy courses because my daughter was on the waiting list for three months to see a counselor and she tried to end her life five days before. And so that was really, really hard. And there's so many people, I had somebody reach out to me the other day and say, my kid needs help, but there's an 18 month 18 months to get in to see an expert. 
So we're trying to bridge the gap with self-guided therapy. We're doing stories that stir you and content that connects, resources, directory. And our biggest thing is Promise to Live. We're launching this campaign in May called Promise to Live. And we're asking people, if you're feeling sad, depressed, lonely, or suicidal, that you will reach out to a friend, family member, 988, or another resource and make a promise because people who promise to do something are up to 80% more likely to keep it. And then by doing that, it's going to trigger social and we're hoping to stop the stigma through social media campaigns. And then in September for World Suicide Prevention Day, we're doing our uh, Promise to Live Live. And we did it last year. Yes, I that was huge. And you're so, you have this platform, right? I mean, and you're so um, already connected and have the capacity, you have the skill set. Uh, to reach broad audiences. Like that's already what you do. So coupling that with your passion and desire to serve others in the mental health capacity, that's incredible. And so, so, so great. I really like what I thought was really interesting that you were just talking about was, and I've heard the notorious waits for, for counseling, for help, for inpatient care. Right. Um, and I thought, how clever of her to say, well, yes, we're going to continue this long fight kind of, of how do we shorten that so people can get in, but there's a gap. So how are we going to bridge? That's what you said. You know, how are we going to bridge that gap so that they stay safe? Yeah. Until they can get in um, to the place where they can get the most comprehensive care. And it can be overwhelming. A lot of the groups that we have talked to, they're like, it's just, it's it's overwhelming. Like, we can only do what we can do. And when my daughter tried to end her life, uh, you mentioned I was in TV. I finally, I shared one night on my personal Facebook page the second day. And I said, if my daughter survives, I don't know what to do. I need help. I was pleading. And that video went viral. I had about, I don't remember, twelve or 15,000 views. And I had hundreds of messages. My friends at KSL, the NBC affiliate, said, will you share your story on the news? And I said, no. I, I never wanted to be the face or the voice or the mom talking about this. I didn't want anything to do with it. So I told him no. Um, but when we went to primary children's the night, they didn't even have a bed for her because so many kids, 8 to 18, had attempted to end their life. In fact, we lost a 7-year-old little boy to suicide. 7 years old, I have a 5-year-old. Like, how does this happen? And about a week later, they called me back and they said, will you please reconsider? And I thought, I made a promise. I get a second chance. We knew my daughter was going to live. I decided to share the story on KSL, and, and what I had learned in that time is ask. So I said, if you're watching the story, and I say this every time I'm on video, please, if you're watching or listening right now, stop what you're doing and go ask your kid point blank or your spouse or your siblings or your parents, are you suicidal? Don't beat around the bush. Ask the question. It's not going to make them think about doing it. Either they are or they aren't. And I said that on the NBC story. And after it aired, a dad reached out to me. He goes, you just saved my daughter's life. I said, what do you mean? He said, I saw your story on the news. I stopped what I was doing. I went to check on her. She had already written her note and was getting ready to end her life. And I caught her just in time. I got oh my to the hospital. Yeah. And then another family reached out and said, thank you for being vulnerable. Because it, doing that story and doing these, it's not easy. No. Um, He's, they said, thank you for being vulnerable. We saw your story on the news. We talked to our child about 
suicide and asked him, are you suicidal? And he confessed he had a plan to end his life that weekend and they got him help. So for me, I thought, gosh, all I did was open my mouth and had a little bit of an audience of 20 or 30,000. And if that story could save two that reached out that I know of, what could we do if we could reach more people? So I created Live Live and this is where we, I got celebrities, influencers, business owners, CEO speakers. We all came together and we did these short messages and performances and we put it out. But we didn't put it on the news because if we want to reach these people, we have to take it to where they are. So we streamed on TikTok, yep. YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, to all the platforms. And we were able to grassroots bootstrap. We reached about 165,000 people. We're doing it again this year and we've got some big companies. And this is where, again, women who succeed, all the groups, we want everyone to take the promise to live and help us save lives. Even just something so little like that, getting your company involved is a big deal. Well, I'm going to put a plug in right there because if you are a Women Who Succeed member or someone um, in the community watching the podcast, consider your company donating because I know this event last year, it's a big deal. And um, it would be neat to have your company as a sponsor and partner um, with the with the project. I wanted to ask you, I've got two burning questions um, and I've thought about them off and on for the two years I've known you. One of my questions is, how is your daughter with you being so vocal about her suicide attempt? So when my daughter attempted it twice, she, that was the first time. She didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to talk about it. She was in primary children's for a few days. She was in uni, the, the mental health facility. She didn't want help. And I was, I was so ashamed. I felt like a failure, but I felt like everybody was going to judge me. And so Brandy was so busy running her nonprofit and Brandy was so busy building her business that she must not have been a good mother. And it hurt because I was, I mean, that's the selfish side, but also my baby, she looked like she was about eight years old too, thinking about that. So we didn't talk about it. And, and my daughter did not want to talk about it at all. She says, I don't ever want to talk about it. And so we kind of just buried it. And it was a promise it'll never happen again. When it happened again, I said, I can't not talk. I have to, you know, this is for all of us. And, and so I had a conversation with her before I did the news report, because my daughter's mental health is more important to me than any other mission. I want to save my kids. And I said, are you okay if I talk about this? And she said, mom, I don't want to talk about it, but I'm okay if you talk about it she's we've progressed it's been two years now and she would never really talk about it and then all of a sudden she said i told my friends what i told some of my coworkers. she had to give a talk and she spoke openly and it was this huge process and she supported what we were doing she goes i'll support you i i think it's great that you're helping kids like when i went to the schools i said what do you think i should talk about and so getting her perspective she's supportive she doesn't want to be the face or the voice. I mean, neither do I. It, it's kind of like something I feel I have to do because if not me, then who? Oh, well, and to that point, what's the second question that I have is it's such, I mean, there could not be a heavier topic, right? There could not be a more disturbing, sad, grief-stricken 
space. Right. How do you carry that on your back while you are being a mother and wife and business owner and friend? And you're so busy. You do so many events for work and for fun. I worry about your mental health. I worry about that that is so much. Yeah. And I'm wondering how you take care of yourself in that balance, in that space. It's definitely a balance. Um, sometimes it, it does get a little heavy getting ready for our event last year and having all these conversations and reliving hurt can hurt. But but I recognize that, hey, I need a break. And I took a break and I shut down. But I, I genuinely find purpose in the mission and it fuels the fire. It gives me energy and wings to kind of get through. I had four people that I know of in the last month lose their kids and I just was blown away by it and so for me there's a payoff when I know I can share this and I know that what we're doing really matters when I'm engaged in things that have purpose and meaning and genuinely can save lives it, it gives me the strength to do it but I also my whole life it's kind of funny because I've always been high energy. I do a hundred things. I love to go, go, go. I, I say boring is not in my vocabulary. I never knew what my breaking point was. And I found it. Did you? Yeah. I found it last year for the first time. And uh, I got remarried about three years ago. And I told my husband, I found it. I never knew, but I know right at this moment, I can't process one more thing, literally. Because I've always pushed, what else can I do? What else can I do? I said, no, I'm done. So I, I feel like I have a pretty good understanding. I have a great network of people who help that check on my mental health too and say, hey, how are you doing? Let's lift some of the weight and some of the burden because it is heavy. But we did an event and when you create a safe space while you're dealing with some of the heartache, you also feel so much love and joy from people that it just nourishes your heart and your soul and, and makes it continue to be worth it for the young women that are in women who succeed um that are watching the podcast that are feeling despair and loss suicidal tendencies or thoughts like what you know what could you look into the camera and say to them and share with them i would say that you matter the world is better because you're here we need it's going to get better. There is light. I promise you that. You might not see it right now, but there is. And the people love you. And I would ask you to look me in the eye and make a promise to live. Because it does get better. And I promise you it will. I know firsthand. I can't imagine what would have happened if I wasn't here to experience life, to be a mom, to have all the joys. So just know that you're not alone. You might feel alone, but we're here for you and reach out. You're not a burden. Don't give up and promise that you'll stay. So perfect. I think that for, um, you know, for women or young women that are in our group that are watching today, there are resources. If you are struggling, you can reach out to me or to Brandy and we'll help you locate the quickest way to get the support you need or the gap 
solar. Um, I lost my father to suicide. So this is very personal to me. And I'm so proud to know you, Brandy. I'm so proud to know that you're just fighting the good fight. And uh, we're so lucky to have you and women who love you so much. Me too. We're losing too many good ones. Too many. There's so much we can do. And we're here at 988 org. Reach out. Perfect. Well, thank you for joining us today for um, a different We Hear Her podcast, a more somber one for sure, but also a motivating one and a much needed one. Out of all the podcasts, this has to be the most important one that we could do. So thank you so much and we will see you soon. Thank you for taking the time to hear her. Join our efforts and learn more about women who succeed at womenwhosucceed.org. 